to C3 Church Hepburn Heights. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. We're going to read Romans 12, 1 to 2, starting in the message. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life. Who's got one of those? An everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Okay, let's read again this time in the NIV. Therefore, I urge you, I beg you, I exhort you, I implore you, brothers and sisters, beautiful church family, in view of God's mercy, his compassion, his grace, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship or your logical act of worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve or discern what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Here we go. We are continuing with our series, Pattern Disruption, Pattern Renewal Reloaded. So we kicked off in February. And if you've just joined us, we haven't been running this series all the way from February. Uh, So we had a few weeks in Feb, last week, I'm on this week, and my wife reminded me, she's on next week as well. So if you want the best message in the series, then you better come next week uh, for for her. That's nice. Tell her I said that, right? Tell her. That'd be good. Uh, So here's the essence of the essence of this series, is that we would build or bolster everyday patterns, everyday life habits, that these would be acts of worship and surrender that would position us for God's renewing, transforming work. So that we would build or bolster everyday life patterns or habits, that these would be acts of worship and surrender that would position us for God's renewing and transforming work. That's what he loves to do. So God, would you do that here in us today? Well, I'm going to be springboarding from a, a few thoughts that have come from this book, Invitation to a Journey. And I've read a lot of books, and this is up there with what I would consider like extraordinary, like essential reading. And if I could have read this as a 19-year-old or in my early 20s, this would have been really, really helpful. So we, we actually, we've bought a bundle 
and these will be available for purchase out in the welcome lounge at the info desk there. So I don't know what we paid for them, maybe 25 bucks or something, and, but you get them for 10 You get them for 10 So uh, you can say just thanks. <laughs> thanks, no, no probs. Happy to help. Uh, I didn't personally, uh, just so yeah. So if, if you're actually a tither here, you actually paid for your own discount through... <laughs> Just returning to God what's his. So it's, it's a weird economy, kingdom economy. But uh, anyway, just take it as a blessing. So 10 bucks, I'd encourage you, grab, grab a hold of, grab a hold of, of that. And, and uh, if we can prepare the center screen, I'm going to be drawing uh, on there. Now, I have a few gifts. There's a lot of gifts I wish I had. One was singing. Uh, I, I haven't got that gift. So I won't be doing that for you today. And another gift I don't have is drawing, but I will be because uh, it's more of a diagram and so it kind of it works. So are we, are we ready with the... There it is. Okay, isn't that amazing? So you're like, wow, Joe's the skills. So, okay, so what we have here is, is let's... Uh, hey, Adrian, why is the pen not working? It's uh, if I click that and that. Yeah. Okay, that's, uh, thank you, thank you, I should stop here, this is, uh, I never get claps, it's amazing. So, okay, that's the circle, um, and, and so here, that's a bit less impressive than the circle, that's a capital I, and so what we're looking here, is, we're looking at our life, Okay. And so the, the default setting for humans is a life where I is in the center. My will. You can see it when you have a child. You don't have to tell them to be selfish. It happens. From this baby, it wants your attention. It wants to control you so that you provide food when it wants. And there we go. Ah, oh, on cue. It will demand our attention. And that just escalates in toddler years. And you can see the, the will of this. It's, it's my will being done. That there's this passion that stirs up. And so, so what we're looking at is, is it's I in the center. And then what we have is we, we have a whole lot of ways of being that we establish. Our life patterns and, and habits. And so we're going we're gonna to look at a few of these. Just going to pause for a moment just so you can take in. Hmm. Hmm. So, we have these, these ways of being set up here. Let's go. Okay. So, relational, relationship dynamics. So, we develop habits and patterns and, and ways of resolving conflict and treating others and expectations we would have of relationships. We, we build this. It's a natural part of, of who we are. We have... It's good writing, eh? I should have been a doctor. Um, <laughs> we have how we... Ooh, stress has three S's. That'll annoy some people. Oops. Let's leave it with one. 
Ooh, is that a five or a... Uh, it's good. It's good. So we, we have these built-in ways that we respond to stressors in, in our world, okay? And so it's built in. These are our ways of acting and being in the world. And this affects our, like, our study, vocation, work career we have these these ways of acting and being and, and doing and we have we have interests we have passions and as as long as i is in the center then these are the like natural outworkings of who we are and the pattern of our world being forced upon us and so this is our way of being in the world in which we live and so we zoom right out we we uh hello we have a, a worldview, a, a macro view of things. We, uh, we would have kind of our social, political, political. Yep, you got that. You got that, right? Yep, so good. Uh, and, and we have things like our performance, orientation. Nice. Uh, Like our our personality, general disposition. Just ask someone next to you whether they like yours. Uh, (laughs) Our ways of interacting with money. What comes in, what goes out. Uh, We have different desires that rise so remember, we've got I in the center. So this is our human default setting. This is based in my will being done. And, and as we see in Romans 12, the, the pattern of this world is we, we're responding with what kind of just naturally rises inside of us and the pattern that's being forced upon us by the culture of the world in which we're living. And so we don't realize we're being impacted upon by, by the culture we live in, but it shapes us profoundly. And, and so this is, this is starting to form. These are our ways of being in the world, okay? This is kind of who we are. We have, and then what happens with our, our calendar and how we prioritize our time, what goes where, etc. Ooh, what's that? Go away. Thank you. And then something happens. There's a... There's an opportunity. God, by his grace, reaches out. His love is there. And, and there's a moment where we can accept the love and the grace, the goodness of God, where we're in, in view of God's mercy, where we see his mercy, his grace, where suddenly it, it or slowly, but now it kind of it makes sense. So, so now there's this, there's this transformation in the center of, of who we are. And instead of I being in the center, now Jesus is in the center. So there's been this glorious spiritual transaction no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. There's, there's been this movement in the heart. Our spirit is now fully alive in Christ. Glorious. 
amazing. And, and for some of us, that was a moment that we will never forget. A moment you walked into church and maybe there was a conviction that came upon you where you knew your life was out of alignment with the call of God and you felt this compulsion to have to surrender and give it all to Him and, and it was a profound moment. Others, it was, a, it was a gradual understanding going, I just can't see another way where life makes sense without seeing it through that macro worldview of Jesus Christ being Lord of all that I can't answer the questions about who Jesus was, what he did and what makes sense before and after the cross without seeing that he was who he said he was. And, and it's different for all of us, but when it comes to this place where the cross then is in the middle of our lives, we, we find out pretty quickly though that that's a, that's a beautiful internal spiritual reality. But we still have these ways of being all around the outside here that have been formed to the pattern of this world or to the leaning of the flesh. And then we're, we're living out of sync. There's not a wholeness or an integrity. There's, and, you, and you hear, and Paul, you just have to read through Romans and you hear the wrestle in Paul that I, I don't do the things I want to do. And the this, this wrestle inside of him, I do the things I don't want. I want to do the things that God's calling me to, but I feel these, these other desires. And so we, we have this wrestle. And so all around, we, we've got, you know, here with our, we've got these desires that are strong and, and real and, and rise. And so now the question is, can we let the victory of the cross not just live in our heart, but come out into all of these ways of being? to permeate our everyday ordinary life, our walking around, going to work, interacting with people around us, that life. Are we going to let the victory of the cross bring freedom and liberty into all these areas of our life? And so there is a transformational work that God wants to do that doesn't stop. And so we're all alive on that journey. And this journey is one where we are offering our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Where what it looks like for that verse to be alive in us is every day we make a choice when we wake in the morning that I'm climbing on the altar again today, that I'm saying, Jesus, you're, you're the Lord of my heart here right in the center. And I'm letting you permeate every part of my life today. I'm surrendering it to you. And here's the thing, what, what we see here again and, and mentioned this last week is, is in Romans 12, the imagery here is, is what we'd see the, the sacrificial imagery in the temple where a sacrifice is brought forward killed on the altar as a blood sacrifice for the atonement of sin. And so this, the deal for a sacrifice, it climbs on the altar and it's gone, it's dead. And the imagery for us through Christ is now, we take that image and we take the image of the, the power of Christ whose life was given, but in the giving of his life, the, that death was not the end, 
death was the beginning of a whole new reality for us, that through the resurrection life of Christ, we now see sacrifice differently. So for us, as we climb on the altar each morning, each day, moment by moment, then we're climbing into a place of death. Death to our sinful desires that would live here, these desires. Death to some of the passions here that stir in our heart that are really out of alignment with his as we allow a death to, and this is painful, death is not, it's climbing on the altar, but we know that as we do so, then what we see with what Christ has done and what he shows us is that as we climb on the altar into the place of death, this is where real life is found. That it's through that daily death to these things, death to the work of sin, death to these desires that are out of alignment with his ways and his truth and his purposes, that it's in that place that resurrection life is found, that supernatural life is found, that life to the full is experienced moment by moment and grows as a harvest with inside of us. So how are you going at climbing on that altar every morning? It's just, it's a it's beautiful imagery, isn't it? It just like draws you in. Just like a holiday on the, on the beach in Tahiti. It just calls your name. And The reality is we need help. And so, Lord, we thank you for the work of the Spirit that calls to not, us to not pull this off in our own strength, but to allow him to be the transformer. Not the movies type vibe, but so the the mission here for us is to build or bolster everyday life patterns, everyday life habits that are acts of surrender and worship that position us for God's transforming, renewing work, a daily death. For daily resurrection, daily supernatural life. So let's get practical. Let's get practical. What are some of these areas that might need laying on the altar? This is going to be fun. Let's just embrace this together, right? And Maybe you want to yell out some of the areas that you need to surrender. (laughs) And this could be quite interactive. Uh, So so let's just call it out and say, yes, this this does require work on our behalf. But I want us to get this right. If, if, If we can see, I think Dallas Willard, he sums it up so well here. That grace is not opposed to effort. It's opposed to earning Earning is an attitude, effort is an action. And so we can't earn squat. So our best efforts to surrender, to change, I'm just going gonna, just gonna to force change into my passions here. I'm just going to self-discipline it enough to, no, no, we, we, can't, we can't earn 
anything with God. We can't force our way into this. What, what we do is, is there is an effort that is required from us, but it's in response to His grace that then allows the supernatural work of the Spirit to bring change. And so if, if you're struggling to see some of these areas, maybe in your relationship dynamics, that there's just a whole lot of mess going on in your relationships and it doesn't seem to be getting any better. And, and maybe if it's happening around you, maybe you're a part of the problem. And maybe trying hard is not the answer, but it's figuring out how to climb on that altar of sacrifice again as an act of worship and say, God, I need you to transform me in my relationships because something's not right here and I'm not seeing life to the full breaking out here. So, so where am I holding you back from bringing your resurrection life? And to get real vulnerable and honest and then to see him do the work of transformation in that place. So grace is not opposed to effort, it's opposed to earning Earning is an attitude, effort is an action. And so this does require some effort on our behalf, but let's never get it out of whack where we feel like our efforts are what's bringing the change. Our efforts are in response to the change that he offers, to his love and his grace, and he does the work of transforming. So let's get a little practical. What are some patterns of this world? What are some ways of being that you could see around the the outside? I could actually change the colour here. I haven't actually looked how to do this. Touch the yellow. Can I touch the line there? Where's the dot? Ah, you guys are awesome. Ah. It's not my tablet. I... uh, Thank you, Adrian, for loaning me this. Is so, yeah, so where are some of these? Can, can you see the red there? That's cool, eh? It's, uh, I just changed colour, guys. There we go. I can also get rid of that. And so we can, we can see, and so maybe there's a work that God wants to do in, in, in your, your work, your career, your study, where there's this moment of letting him in and what could that look like or, or how we just respond to stress. Let, let's have a look. What, what are some, some practical areas where we could let God in? So have a think about what's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning. Like the practical thing, yeah, you open your eyes or yawn or fart, I don't know, whatever. Um, if, you, if you're married and your spouse is cool with that, let it out. Um, Do you, do you pick up your phone and just just naturally just scroll through social media? Um, is that kind of, or the news, or, or just jump straight into work and not really give God or climbing on the altar uh, a, a thought first that we just get into? And it's almost like maybe the cross, yeah, the cross is in the, in the center here, but do we act in the morning as though the cross isn't in the center? And, and it's not that we don't love Jesus. We just have these life patterns, these life habits that are just not in alignment with his good, pleasing and perfect will. It just needs something of his mercy to break into that space and free us from a a pattern that needs disrupting. 
so that there can be a renewal pattern in place where there is the life of God that is flowing into us first thing in the day because we're inviting His presence, inviting His work of, of transformation. So maybe that's something. Maybe it could be like, you know, at the moment you've just settled into coming home from work and, and having a couple of drinks. And maybe those couple turn into a bit more, maybe they don't, um, but you know you're not at the best for those around you after you've, it just flicks you into a different mode. And maybe that's a, a pattern that needs disrupting. Maybe it's kind of a, a monthly at church pattern or just a loose connection to Christian community pattern. And so we're just a little bit external from that. And maybe it's like there's no one in your world who would actually call you out when you're just being a bit selfish or we've just overemphasizing kind of our busyness and so just squashing kind of God out of the picture. And we actually need, it's God's gift of grace is to have someone in our world who would say, mate, come on, seriously? You just got to like wake up a little bit here and, and let's, you're born for more than this. And so maybe that's, that's something for you. Maybe there's a clear sense of call from God, but just being a little cash and following it. Maybe you've gotten the winter slump. And it's time to disrupt some patterns that you've kind of settled into and break into something new. Maybe it's some attitude adjustments. Sometimes it's best to ask people around us if we need such attitude adjustments. And sometimes they're micro, sometimes they're macro. And we just settled and, and it's become our way of being. And it's just kind of become who we are. But man, if we could let the power of God into... Did I write attitudes on here somewhere? Yeah, I did. Uh, and, and we need to just let, let the victory of the cross get into that space. Don't have to keep that attitude. You can let God shape it, form it, transform it. Don't let it be conformed to the pattern of the world, squashed. And see, the world's patterns want to, the world's ways are to conform at a, at a trap. And, and it's crazy, it's backwards logic where it's like the world wants to tell you that you follow Jesus and you're going to live a small, trapped life. It's the exact opposite that the ways of the world trap us where we are slave to self, where the passions and desires were. That that's where, where I'm, I'm stuck in that place. And, and there's, there's a conformity into this, this pattern. Jesus brings ultimate freedom that he doesn't want you conformed. He wants you transformed where it's his power, his life breaking us free to be the ultimate you that he created you and I to be. Maybe you've given up on something that God hasn't said it's time to give up on just yet. And let's let him into that. Who's feeling tired just thinking about these things that I'm saying? And you're like, how the heck? I can't even do the stuff I'm doing right now. What are you going to do about it? The best, it's like when you say, I'm too tired to go to the gym. And then you go to the gym and you're like, oh, I feel so much better. I got so much energy. Like, that's, that's amazing. How did that happen? I didn't want to read my Bible. But then afterwards, it's like I look back over the years and I'm like, God, I thank you for the work you've done. My goodness, look at my beefcake spiritual muscles. 
Can you guys see them? I am ripped in the spirit. It's uh, <laughs> just mini guns. Mini guns. Uh, maybe, maybe you've settled just into a place of you're just cohabitating with your spouse. It's just become transactional. Spark's gone. Just kind of making it work practically. And it's time to let God into that space. If he called you to be married, he's got a whole different plan and that's not his plan. Let his healing, his power break in into those relationship dynamics where, where there is a level of intimacy that God wants in our marriages, which is a reflection of the Trinity. So let him in and may not have been that way for years or decades. Let him in. Don't stay stuck. Bring that onto the altar. Then as he challenges and calls, then, then respond to that and let freedom grow in that area. I can tell you after, I think it's 24 years of marriage with M, as we continually try and do that, we've just seen the glory of God bring freedom and freedom and freedom. And my, my love for her is so much deeper than it has ever been. And there is a, a joy in each other's presence that has got the mark of heaven on it that we want others to see so it shines the light to Him. And that's what God wants in our marriages. Maybe we're holding anger or unforgiveness towards someone. Someone who really deserves for us to hold that anger or unforgiveness. And it's time to let the grace of God flow. The grace that we need, we're called to extend. And so maybe it's time to go on that journey. Maybe we're just getting quickly, like we're, we're getting angry really quickly. A little thing and we get worried really really quickly, or maybe our Bible reading has just got really average. Or when we are, we're just kind of reading it because we know we should. And it's not like open heart, supernatural seed coming into ready soil. And there's a work that God wants to do in shaping that that habit. And so what do we do? What do we do when we feel like we can't be bothered or we're too busy or the world requires more from us than we're even like being able to do right now, let alone far out. Half those things I think I need to let God into, but where do I start and what do I do? And, and if we feel at a point of overwhelm or can't be bothered or whatever, then what should you do? Like, I guess this is the crux of what happens is, is what happens is we leave this building and what I do with this challenge from God, what we do. And this so much of what we're talking about here is, is we're talking about patterns because, you know, decisions, mat- decisions matter in a moment. Patterns or habits can shape an entire life. And so it's the little things we do every day. And so my hope is that we would all just make one decision today about a life pattern, about a way of being, these things around the outside here. Wow, that looks really messy when you look at it like that. Is that we'd make one decision about one area where we go, God, I'm just climbing on the altar with that. I'm just going to die to my desires in that area a little bit more because I want your supernatural life. Come and do that in me and take one step. One of those things. One of those things. Okay, so, so practically, what, what are some things that, some changes, some 
some renewal patterns that we can bolster or build in our world. And there's a critical element that, again, as we see in this passage here, and I haven't really taught. I know I'm not teaching this scripture. If you, if you just kind of joined us, go back and, and on our podcast or on YouTube and grab the ones from Feb and grab last week and that'll build out the, the teaching component here. Uh, we, obviously, we're getting really practical today. So our, our purpose circles, if you jump to the website, c3hh.com.au, and click on the purpose circles. There are a whole lot of real practical options that can help us be next steps in responding to what God is prompting. And so that, that could be something that, that you do is go, go spend 15 minutes, the Zavo, type them in and, and click on each of the, the seven parts of the purpose circle. Something will drop down where you're like, man, my word life, I think that's the catalyst for me. I've got to get more word into my, like if I could get more Bible happening, then then I think that's going to be a catalyst for some of the other areas that have got a bit wobbly. Then go click on Bible on the purpose circles. And there's probably 20 different things that can be great options for you that could be the gracious gift of God, your response. Then it's an act of worship as you engage with those next steps. And that allows for his transformation to move in your world. And if it's prayer and you're like, and that's for me. So for me, prayer is the driver. And so it's like the... The, the keystone habit that shapes every part of my spiritual, practical, emotional, physical world is um, I'm born to, to be alive in that prayer space. But I've got to fight for it because there are critical things in my flesh that would rather not sometimes. And so then it's this act of worship to go back to a place of prayer. And then it's in that place where I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I'm here. God, I thank you that you're moving in me and changing things. And, and, and so I've got a, and so a practical thing for me is just over the next couple of weeks, I've got some prayer and fasting times written into my calendar. And I think it's such a practical thing that we can do is what's the thing that you need? Get it in your calendar and then set it like repeat daily for the next 25 years. And and so that's how I, from 19 to 24, I built a morning prayer habit by back when you had paper diaries. And I would write in there time with God before I went to work as a chippy, before I went to work as a chaplain, time with God written in my diary in box. And you can go back on my, my journals and where it got wobbly is you can see I've got a box around it. And this is how my brain works. It's kind of scattered like you see on this, on this thing here. And so... So time with God would just be, I'm just going to go around the circle here. And so you can see, that's kind of what would happen in my diary is I'm like, seriously, Jase, you said this is important. You know it's important. You know it's a part of the call of God. And you just kept pushing snooze all last week. Again and again and again. And so I get, get it. And then next week, yes, I'm into and And so then over four or five years of repeating that, then I built it to become who I am, where it's a pattern where I can't help but spend time with God in the morning is the first thing I do because it's who I am. But I had to forge that pattern because there were other patterns that needed disrupting. And so then I built a pattern that brings renewal into my world and everyone around me benefits because of that morning act of worship and surrender that allows God to shape me into the Jace he wants me to be rather than the moron that I be on my own very well. 
even the way I worded that sentence was interesting. <laughs> so, next steps, good people. Let's take them together. So, practically, if, if this sounds interesting, and so there's a diagram where Mulholland unpacks this, um, some, this is the Jace version, uh, but where he, he talks through this in here and some formational uh, spiritual habits to, to build into our world that, that help us position ourselves for the transformational work of Christ, which is ultimately for the sake of others. And so we've got to know every act of worship, every moment we climb on that altar, it results in others being blessed. Every time we would die to some of the selfishness on the inside, it's the person sitting next to you that benefits. If you're a husband, it's your wife that benefits. If you're a wife, it's your husband that benefits. If you're parents, it's your children that benefit. If you come to a church, it's the people sitting around you that benefit. It's the people in your workplace or your place of study that benefit. Is the glorious image of Christ is growing in us more and more each day as we allow Him to do so. And so let's do it. Thanks so much for joining us here on our podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more about our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, go to c3hh.com.au.